0: Hey everybody, this is Taylor. Just wanted to drop a couple housekeeping notes here in before the show. Wanted to mention that there had been some technical difficulties. That's why this finale pod is coming up a little late. But you know what? The show was over last week and it's over now. So get over it. You'll enjoy it. We have a special guest returning. It's Michelle Schubert from Millennials vs. Gen X. So that's tons of fun. She's always great. If you enjoy it, make sure you go on iTunes Give us five stars. Tell us why. Even if you don't enjoy it, give us five stars and then tell us why you don't. But either way, we try to have fun. We're going to plan on doing more Survivor podcasts next season. Uh, We also have some ideas for some fun podcasts we want to try out. Hopefully, Brian will come back soon. He has been busy. We will tell you more about that when he returns. But I promise, we're here to have fun. We want everybody to have fun, too. So... We're just going to try stuff, see what sticks, see what we enjoy, and who knows where it'll take us. I hope you enjoyed this season of Survivor and this season of the Foxworthy podcast, if I can call it that. That's all I got. Here is me, Ty, and Michelle talking about the season 34 finale. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Foxworthy podcast. We are back and Survivor is over. We have a winner. It went pretty much how we predicted, I think, Ty, but we'll get, on, we'll get into all that. We have a returning guest to talk about the finale with us. First, I guess I should introduce Ty. He lives like a cop, but he plays like a criminal. Tyler B. Commons.
1: Woo! What up, everybody? We're back. We got to talk about Ty, my boy, letting me down in the end.
0: Ty was all you had left for a lot of the season at the end, and he kept going. He kept going for you. Also, we have a returning guest from one of our better podcast episodes, I guess, because <laughs> we had it was one of our early insights into the world of Survivor and the world of ancient diseases and everything, so <laughs> it was all good, and so she's back with us. She's creating languages somewhere in the forest. It's Michelle Schubert. How are you?
2: hello i'm good how are you guys
0: we're doing great it's a beautiful saturday i mean you're out in the wild more than we are but there's all kinds of just uh, three-day weekend how much survivor is i I don't want to say survivor is over being exciting but we just had the finale so that was exciting
1: Mm -hmm. everything's great right ty yeah everything's going well i'm excited for the rest of the day for our wedding coming up we lost
0: fantasy again the I know. queen stayed queen. The queen did <laughs> stay Venusall queen. Jordan beat us all again. She didn't even bother joining us on the podcast like the whole year, and she still destroyed all of us. And I, embarrassingly, picked the winner for the fourth time out of five years that we've done this, and I lost yet again. Last year I had Adam on my team and lost, and this year I had Sarah on my team and still lost. So that's all that needs to be said about our fantasy season, probably. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I was in first the whole season, and as soon as Andrea went home and I was down to tie, I kind of knew I'd hang on and then fall way behind, and that's what happened. I think I got third.
0: So queen stays queen. So let's get into the finale. It was lots of hours. How many hours was it, Ty? Like five?
1: It It felt like five. I think it was closer to two and a half.
0: I guess with the ads, it just kept going and going and going. But there's lots of stuff to talk about from the finale. I guess we have to start in reverse order they <laughs> can't dance around it sarah won after the editors i would say made it appear that she was going to win for most of the season <laughs> pretty much from like the zeke episode on it was like man they sure are focusing a lot on on her and she was always in that position where she was in the middle and all never in danger and always the one who was deciding who got to go home basically so uh, what did you think of her game michelle
2: I I thought she played it extremely well. I thought she articulated it really well, too, in her final Tribal Council speech. You know, she admitted how she had played once before, but she had played it more personally. She played it just how, you know, normal Sarah would play it. But then when she came back, she played it like, you know, cop Sarah would play it. And you could see that. You could see her disconnect between uh, her emotions and other people's emotions and the game. And played it beautifully. You know, played it exactly how Survivor, you know, should be played today.
0: Let okay. me do a little housekeeping real quick and then we'll get I want to get into something with the jury. So we came in, it was Sarah Brad, Troy Zan, Ty, Aubrey, and Sari in the final six. And Sari got voted out or well Sari <laughs> did of. not get voted out, but was the first one to go. We'll talk about that a little later. And then Aubrey got voted out, Ty got voted out. So the final three was Sarah Brad and Troy Zan. And the thing I wanted to bring up was the new final tribal format that they had. With yeah. in, in the past, they've done this in a way where each jury member has their moment. They stand up, they get in front of the final three, they talk for a while, they ask a question or two or whatever, and then they sit back down. But this time they did it, I would say, normal tribal council style where everyone stayed seated, and they just talked back and forth. Jeff asked questions now and then. They sort of made sure everybody got their say. What did you guys think of the new format? I thought it was pretty cool.
2: I personally loved it. I wish they would have done that on our season. I think... Uh, so, I ha- during our season, I had, like, this crazy coughing attack. They didn't show it, obviously, but this crazy coughing attack out of nowhere right before I was supposed to stand up. And it, like, threw me off. I was, like, coughing and sneezing and, you know, like... Snot And I don't know. It was just like this whole ordeal as if I was having this like allergic reaction. And then the person that had gone right before me said like half the things that I was going to say. And so I was thinking, great, now what? I'm like, my brain is not here anymore. And I feel flustered and confused and uh, don't have really anything to say because it was all just said. Um, So I personally really appreciated the format and felt like that actually gave everybody like in in to say still everything they wanted to say, but in a much more like facilitable format. Is that a word?
1: <laughs> it is now.
0: It is. It, 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 yeah, it could be. I really want to get my hands on those tapes. That would have been, how funny would that have been if they had showed the <laughs> final three and they just, they, they have this limited amount of time for the finale and they just <laughs> carve out like an extra 20 seconds for everybody to just watch Michelle dying and <laughs> struggling for air.
2: That would have been entertaining. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do, do you remember how it ended up going after that? Did it, did you end up feeling like you got anything across?
2: Mm, it was okay. I, I really actually more enjoyed the interaction that started happening after my little speech because somebody said, you know, I don't know. I think Hannah said, I was on the right side of every vote, you know, cl- trying to claim the Sarah thing, but I but I, like three times popped into my mind, or maybe it was two, that um, specifically she wasn't, so I... I felt like it created this, like, banter or conversation that was more real than just somebody saying a speech and then ending it.
0: And that's the key difference, right, is that this new format is nothing but banter. Yeah. It's not really, I mean, there were brief moments of, like, people being like, I am your champion tonight and, like, weird stuff like that. But for the most part, it was just back and forth, and I thought that that... Was it, it, was almost, it was another one of those things where you're like, why have they not done this before?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that um, it, was, it was good to change the format because it kind of become like stale and dull. And uh, I was reading an uh, Entertainment Weekly interview with Jeff, and this is uh, Jeff talking about that. He goes, yeah, I felt the same way. It'd become very frustrating to see people on the jury stand up and say, why'd you vote me out? Is because you think I was better than you? It wasn't, it wasn't contributing any value and it was bringing the show down. So I think this new format where it's kind of open forum discussion and you can ask questions or you can point things out in um, just more of a conversation, not like a one-on-one question, answer, question, answer, question, answer, it creates more flow and it's easy going between everyone working together and you can get your points across. Um, and not feel the pressure. Like, if you have got to say something, you could step back up and join the conversation again. And I'm glad
0: they've been willing to make these changes because there was the other one in the last couple seasons where they would make it actually challenging to find immunity idols. They would, like, put them in the middle of camp or they'd put them under a table at a challenge or something. And it's all these little changes that, you know, after they do them, it seems, like, obvious that they should have... And it is a good thing that they, they, they just need to keep coming up with ways to change it up because, you know, nothing can stay on forever just doing the same thing over and over. Now, I do want to talk about some of the dynamics of that actual tribal because as much as I liked the format... <laughs> so we talked a lot last week on the podcast about how Brad was probably the only person of the six who could even have a shot against Sarah. And... It was. There were, well, there were a lot of people angry at him and at her, actually. I, I expected more people to just be angry at him um, because he seemed like he was kind of a bully, especially in the last couple episodes, last couple hours there, he was kind of just being very, very mean to Ty. And I believe it was Haley who only said, like, one thing the whole time, but I think she said, the, Are you arguing that condescension was a strategy? And at that point, you were kind of like, yeah. I think he lost. I think he's going to lose. But uh, Troyzan was sort of left out in the dust. I've, I've <laughs> never really seen someone concede during, before the final vote like that, where he was kind of like, thank you guys for letting me play.
2: <laughs> this was great.
0: And it was just interesting seeing the dynamics. I, What did you think of, we, we had a lot of discussion about this when we were watching the finale. Michelle, what did you think of Ozzy being so vocally for Brad? What were your impressions of that? Uh,
2: okay, so everybody goes into the game thinking, this is the skill set I have, and so therefore these are the tools I have to win. And Ozzy's game is, is pretty straightforward. He's going to be a provider, you know, he's going to be a, a challenge threat, and he's going to try to have a social game, but I don't know if he has, you know, the, the like, outwit, you know, part of the game down very well. So he, and I'm not saying he doesn't have wit. I'm just saying that's not his, you know, those aren't the tools in his toolbox as far as, like, what he's the best at. And so I think he came into the game thinking, the best way to win is with these certain tools that I have. And, of course, everybody goes into the game thinking, I have a shot to win. And when he saw Brad Culpepper use those exact same tools he obviously then said oh that looks like a winner to me i think so he val- he just valued those those skill sets more than more than other ones and it, it was interesting really i think that you know if if this was season maybe 1 through 6 1 through 7 brad probably would have won mm-hmm. really you know cuz immunity challenges used to be more important to win to put on your resume And working around camp used to be something that was considered, from my perception, from playing my season, those things actually didn't matter at all.
1: Hmm. Oh, interesting. Not at all. Because I would say, I mean, I kind of understood Ai's argument because I like um, sort of the dominant, the winners of the immunity challenges, because I feel like they, especially early on, you want to keep your tribe as strong as possible. So... I don't know. To me, it seems like you need that early, but late you need to turn that into like be comfortable with me. You know, I can protect you, which he sort of kept saying. Like Ty, I'll protect you. I'll protect you. Um, and maybe that's just his dominant alpha male, pro athlete style. Like,
0: Ty, I can protect you, or if you choose, I will kill you. Like yeah. it wasn't. Really, it wasn't like comforting.
1: Yeah. I don't know, I was just trying to play devil's advocate. That's why I always say Ty had a great argument at the end, but I don't know if Ty put that together. He got two people sent home, he saved, like, three people, and he had two idols that he held until the last three days.
0: I know when we were watching the finale, Jordan was very vocally uh, upset at Ozzy, because she was like, this is such an alpha male thing, like, he's he's (laughs) just, like, Sarah's just as strong, and blah blah blah, and, you know... It was just interesting to watch, because uh, for me, I was like, there's no way Ozzy would ever not vote for Brad. Like, he's actually seeing himself in the final, and like you pointed out, that used to mean something. Like, I remember when I was a kid watching it, it was kind of like, those you always rooted for those people who were just, had to win their way to the end, but they would never actually get there, and Brad actually did, and still yep. didn't win, because that's where the game's at now. Here's yeah. one other question. What's the deal with Debbie?
2: uh debbie's so debbie like that could become an adjective
1: i think she's very she's very confident and she's very sure of herself and sometimes she needs to tone that down just a little bit because she kind of has this thing where like if she says one thing like that's the only viewpoint and that's the only way it can end up and even when like, in her final tribal talking, I can't remember, she might have been talking to Ozzy or something, she's like, I'm your lieutenant, and, like, she thought that meant something, but it doesn't, like, it doesn't no one was really worried about what Debbie was, thought of them, you know so, I think she's just she's very sure of herself, and it comes off very strong and very powerful sometimes, even when it doesn't quite make sense I want to put this
0: nicely, but I I think she just has, like not the highest level of self-awareness. Because, yeah, but
2: she's entertaining.
0: <laughs> I mean, sure. She's so entertaining. <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy to watch her meet with Cochrane during that reward and have him say, like, to her face, what's going to kill you is that you are too cocky and you need to be more... Uh, you need to listen better to other people. And then, basically, within the same episode, she was doing the same things wrong. And... It's just, uh, her. it is a good point that her character is so so strong and eccentric, because she was one of the few who, even on the jury, you felt like, oh, she's not <laughs> like a neutral jury member, she's just still Debbie, because she was took it so personally that Sarah, I don't even know what she was, I don't remember what she was mad about, but... She was just going on and on, like S- Sarah. I will never, I-, I would never vote for you, and it was just, it's, it was just very. I don't. It's just so Debbie. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I think she said, "I do not respect the way you played the game, and I will not ever vote for you." Something like that, you know. Right. Like, not even respect into into uh, into question.
0: And to to run through the rest of the final episode on the, on the tie front, I was baffled. I speaking of you know, people being blinded by their own emotions. I found it baffling that Brad thought bringing Sarah over Ty was the right move.
2: Yeah. I, I could
0: not believe that.
2: Uh and it was all emotional. It was one hundred percent emotional. He Brad knew without a shadow of a doubt he would beat Ty. He must have thought without a shadow of a doubt he would beat Sarah. Yeah. Uh and you know, that's a million dollar mistake or I guess, you know, nine hundred thousand dollar mistake. Um, but ah, uh, that was baff. Yeah, that you're right. That was baffling. All he had to do was last with it one more day, and it was that ego thing. I, he had to just vote Ty out because he was mad at him.
0: Cause yeah, I mean, you look at that final four, and it's like they had a shot of them after the immunity challenge, standing there, and it was Troyzan saying next to Ty, saying next to Sarah, and you're just looking at them, and you're like, Troyzan and Ty are never gonna win. Like, why? This isn't even a question. Yeah. So, uh, as soon as he brought Sarah, you're basically just like, oh, this is over. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. And and I know in the reunion show, they discussed that there might have been a 5-5 split if Ty was in the final. But what I found confusing about that was when they did, like, the raise your hand poll, Ozzy said that he would have voted for Ty, which I don't believe for a second.
2: No. Uh-uh.
1: So... Yeah, that was kind of baffling to see Ozzy put his hand up when, when he said who would vote for Ty. Because after he was just championed for Brad, I don't, I don't understand how you flip flop But at the same time, like the confidence, you kind of have to go into confidently. Even Troyzan before the final tribal was like, oh, I've got this, I've got this idea. I know I can beat these people. And I was like, Troyzan, you've been hiding behind Brad the whole game, and you've been like keeping your idol and just growing the best beard of the season. Like that, that's your contribution to this season. <laughs>
2: Uh, I wish I honestly wish we would have seen more of Troyzan because he obviously thought he he obviously thought he had a resume of mm-hmm. some sort, and so and we didn't get to see him explain that at tribal. I I kind of I'm pretty sure he probably did explain that at tribal. Um, we just didn't get to see it, and yeah, I kind of, I do wish we would have seen maybe from Troyzan's perspective, but we hardly saw Troyzan at all. So all we ever saw was him agreeing with Brad in the yeah. woods and walk out and you know say yep gonna vote aubrey or whatever yeah every you know all three of them went in thinking they were going to win which was actually to be honest the same as my season ken hannah and adam all went into tribal council thinking they had already won the game but it was in the bag
0: so i think the difference was in your season it felt like any three of them could win at least for viewers i'm, I'm obviously i don't know what it was like among the Jerry, it seemed like I, I remember it was was it was like nine zero, right? Adam won.
2: Yeah. it was unanimous, but, and not because the, I, I'm going to say this right now, there was not one sympathy vote. Uh, um, you know, that yeah. was something that was brought up a lot in our season, but it was it was more so that nobody respected the, uh, you know. Or, it, you didn't get points ken didn't get points for being so helpful around camp and being so useful he didn't get points for loyalty and he didn't get points for immunity challenges for some reason or another the only aspect that we like had any level of value on while while deciding who to vote for was the social like outwit part of the game <laughs> not to say that that's right or not to say that that's right but like that's that's how it was on our jury and so I... yeah it was interesting to see that s- similar thing play out here
0: yeah, I think that's kind of where the game's at right now, it seems. And to your point about Troy Zan thinking he was going to win, I always like to bring this up because Sunday mentioned this when we first talked to her on the podcast several months ago, which is everybody's out there trying to win. Like, they edit it for TV, but no one's really out there just riding along, like, oh, do de do, I hope I make it to the end or whatever. Like, people are out there trying. So, yeah, you know. We shouldn't be surprised when someone who didn't get a lot of airtime has more confidence than we would expect.
2: Yeah, Troyland just had a lot of confidence. It was, you know, they're going around the circle. Do you think you're sitting next to people that could beat you? Everybody says, yep, yep, other people could beat me, other people could beat me. And then he gets to, nope, no one here can beat me. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: loved that. I felt like he did that just to do it, like to see what the reaction would be.
2: I, for one, love Troyzan. I wish they would have given him more airtime because to me, he's so entertaining and he's so fun to watch. I don't know. He just seems like a fun, a fun person, actually.
0: And another person who was—I don't know if, if if the if the way to phrase it is she was not done justice by the editors or what—but when Aubrey got voted out, <laughs> there seemed like. There seemed to be a lot of discussion of like like it, they got to camp and they're like it has to be Aubrey. Aubrey can beat me. Aubrey can beat us blah blah blah. And we're like, "How? Like what is she do-? Yeah. <laughs> like she's yeah. been on the wrong side of like every vote. Every and single vote. Seems lost, but they were all like so intimidated by her that I was like, "What are we not seeing?"
2: Yeah, I agree. Um at the end of I, I got tired of it. At the end of every tribal council, we see they we show they show Aubrey's face saying, "Good move, guys." Like <laughs> because she just got blindsided. What was that all about? And then, and then like you say, everybody was, was, you know, scared of her and not sure what to do about it. And, and there were, it was all unanimous. Like, yeah, we got to get Aubrey out. She'll lead us at the end.
0: And I'm the biggest Aubrey fan in the world. So I, I, I would tell you if I thought otherwise, but I really think she did not deserve to win. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been surprised. And I, we got to talk about Sari. the, the one who yeah. got up off the couch. Did you guys know she got up off the couch to go play Survivor? <laughs> I don't know if really? Jeff mentioned that enough times. I've heard that before. <laughs> but what happened to her? That was crazy.
1: <laughs> With so her going home? For those
0: who didn't see it, uh, and you're listening to this, she, Sarah played a legacy advantage that functioned as Immunity Idol. Ty played an immunity idol. He played an immunity idol for Aubrey. Troy Sand played his immunity idol and then Brad had immunity from the challenge. So <laughs> no one else could have been voted out. So Jeff was like, "Well, Siri, I guess you're gone."
2: Yeah. That, oh my god.
1: I feel like that's such a devastating way to go out cuz like you play what was she out there 35 days or something and then it's like, oh. "Well, no one actually voted for me and Aubrey was oh, probably here's going the
0: home, question. but I don't know. What was worse?" The way that Sari went home, or the way that Jessica went home last season?
2: Well, Sari was much further, so maybe that would have been slightly more devastating.
0: I would argue so, Jessica had a better chance of winning, though.
2: Okay, okay, that is true. Mm-hmm. But, okay, Sari actually had some interesting moves this season uh, that surprised me, and other people got credit for them. So that She did
0: walk away all the way across that balance beam.
2: Walked across the balance beam. She got up off the top. <laughs> Like just <laughs> no, but there was certain there were certain moves that she, they gave credit to Sarah for that that she was behind. She was the one that suggested Sarah flip on that that close knit, you know, six alliance or whatever. And Sarah thought about it and said, "Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to flip on my alliance." But that came from Cere in the hammock.
0: What killed Cere though was that attempt to steal the legacy advantage, and like. <sighs> The awkward... Like, that's non-transferable. <laughs> oh. And her being like, oh... Like, I, I don't know... I mean, obviously she, she was right about TIE flipping at that moment, but I don't know if she could recover from the, the optics of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would have been a cool move had that been transferable. Oh, yeah. That would have been pretty cool because she would have saved her own alliance. Like, that could have been... That was like a game-changing move in the making... Sorry about the truck noises behind me. Um, <laughs> that was a game-changing move in the making, and if she would have pulled it off, that that would have been a good thing on her resume, for sure.
0: And what's really impressive, you talk about not valuing immunity idols and everything. What's impressive about Sari is, uh, Jeff pointed this out, she's never had an idol or won an immunity challenge <laughs> the entire time she's been on the show. I assume she's huh. at least won like a team immunity at some point, but... But that's crazy that she made it so far multiple times without ever doing anything, like uh, any like playing the game like through Survivor's ways. She's only playing among the people.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think she is. I think she's a testament to the evolution of the game. Like Michelle was saying earlier, like the first five or six, if you win immunity, you're top dog. But you don't need that anymore, necessarily. You have to be mm-hmm. able to manipulate people and become friends with people and... Save people like Michaela, play that sort of game.
0: I loved watching the sort of—I don't want to say maturation of Michaela because I feel like it was more of just a uh, realizing the way she had to approach the game, and sort of the team that her and Suri had was really great. And it—it mm-hmm. w- it was what was great was I was telling you guys about this as we watched the finale, was when Michaela went to Ponderosa and her Ponderosa video, she was pretty much just like happy. <laughs> she was not even really upset that she got voted out. She was just talking about, wow, I played so great this time. I'm so happy. This was so fun. And I just <laughs> thought that was really cool.
2: That is cool. I love but, Michaela.
0: Yeah, you got to play with her, right?
2: Yeah, I got to play Season 33 with her. And in the game, we weren't great friends, but uh, we, were, we were definitely aligned at some point, like a little alliance between me and her and Jay. But outside of the game, I feel like we... We hit it off, and I love her energy. I get to see her actually next week in Dallas. I'm working there, so that'll be fun.
0: Well, tell her we said hi. Yeah. (laughs) Even though she doesn't know who we are.
2: (laughs) Tell her. Hey, these guys, (laughs) say hi.
0: Yeah, just keep the really short version of the story. These guys say hi.
2: These guys say hi. (laughs) That's
0: all you need to know. So, yeah, I think we would all agree Sarah was the deserving winner, and we sort of felt like it was an inevitability coming into the finale and it ended up happening that way so good for her she said she's going to spend all her money in vegas well she she said that but then she said she was joking and that she was going to donate 10 percent to her church and then look into building a house and planning for retirement so what else would you do with a million dollars makes sense i want to move into some little big picture discussion of the season for me overall I felt like this was a disjointed season with a lot of big moments. Like, there were a lot of entertaining moments, and then there was the Zeke Varner stuff, which I would not describe as entertaining, but I would describe as captivating, I guess, which even feels kind of gross saying that, but it was just like a very weird season because of the way that the the game changers were trying to make their mark and make a big move here and make a big move there where there wasn't a lot of Consistency to alliances or storylines or yeah. just overall flow. And it sort of wound up that's why Sarah wound up standing out because she was the one who was never locked into an alliance and was always floating around in the middle and making big decisions. And I just want to sort of get into some superlatives, I guess, for the season. And I want to start with what you guys felt like your favorite moment of the season was. And before we get to your individual ones, I think we should talk briefly about the Zeke Varner stuff, just because when you look at this season, that's going to be, I think, what people remember for good or ill.
1: I think the way I saw it was probably the same way um, Sarah saw it, because I've seen Zeke on two seasons now, and I love Zeke and thought he was a very like good player. But like Sarah explained I don't have a lot of interaction with that so for me it was cool to see everybody rally around him when even if you don't didn't know beforehand like you still love Zeke for Zeke you know like I still love Zeke's gameplay for Zeke's gameplay because he's he's friendly and he's energetic and he makes alliances and he backstabs people and I think re- remembering Zeke as Zeke and he even talked about it you know, you know Zeke for Zeke, not Zeke as the trans person and that's what he always wanted out there and I think that's how I'm gonna remember Zeke and this is kind of just a tertiary sort of side note for yeah, me we talked a lot yeah. about it when it happened
0: but it was just like a it was just really hard to watch and I, I think weirdly that was the first moment where I felt like Sarah might win because mm-hmm. they gave her such a huge spotlight during like a yeah. moment that wasn't really for her and they, they were clearly highlighting like her reaction is a good reaction, so it was it was interesting. I think that's sort of the prevailing moment of the season, but
2: the whole time I was just cringing inside like no, he did not just say that. Varner did not just say that, yeah, and then every and you're kind of wondering to yourself why why did that seem like a good option? Why did that seem like it would advance you at all? I don't know,
0: and then he doubled down with like the. It was to prove a deception. And everybody was like, no! (laughs) Don't (laughs) say that. That's worse. And it just kept spiraling out of control. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, not getting, like we were talking about Sari not getting voted out per se. I don't think they even voted during that tribal council. I think Jeff was just like, we know who's going home. And then they just, he just left. Yeah, but let's talk about survivor gameplay, I guess, more of the Surface level stuff. What, what, what were some of y'all's favorite moments from the season?
2: Okay, I liked uh, I liked seeing into Sandra's game a little more than we ever have. You know, she's won twice before, but it, kind of like we we saw on on the jury, people would say, "Oh, it kind of sounds like Sandra." Just you know, Troy's saying you're trying to play like Sandra, anybody but me, and you're just kind of trying to ride to the end, and that is kind of the perception that a lot of people had. But at the same time, if she's won twice, you know, there has to be something there. And uh, this season, I feel like we got to see that. We got to see into um, her her little kind of conniving but funny ways. You know, when, when JT gets mad at Michaela for eating, you know, the sugar or whatever. <laughs> and then and she's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to stir the pot a bit. I'm going to go eat the rest of the sugar. And I don't know exactly how it's going to go down, but I know there's going to be anger from him to her and... It's going to cause something uh, and it won't be around me. That was really that was one of my favorite things to see.
1: I think for Uh, me, I think for me, I kind of have two favorite moments. And uh, one of them was Seri taking Michaela under her wing in that episode. They had like a five or ten minute time where they just went off and walked on the beach and was like, look, Michaela, you got to chill because what people mm -hmm. see is their perception of you. And that's what you are to them. So I think that was really good for the maturation of Michaela, but you never know how they edit it. But I thought their friendship um, was really good. And then another one of my favorite moments was the Ty just being a goofy little naked Asian man at the Marshalls reward and just running around (laughs) through camp. And then at the end, his interview was like, "I'm out here on an island. Like, I'm just gonna have fun," you know. And I thought that was like, he kept the game light in that moment, and I thought that was really like entertaining and good for the show. Since you mentioned the
0: Marshalls reward, here's my question, Michelle. Were you ever on one of those sponsored rewards?
2: I don't think so, no.
0: Because I was wondering. I mean, I guess you might not have experienced it, but like, did, I was wondering if the producers just make them like make sure you say Marshalls in your answer, or like what <laughs> happens with stuff like that.
2: Um, you know, I think during confessionals or whatever, you know, sometimes they they ask questions to prompt the confessional. You know, like, hey, so tell us about the Marshall's Rewards Day. <laughs> and, so, you know, so that, you know, any any good student restates the question in the answer, yeah. right? So I don't know, that's that's a possibility. Well, this uh, is a
0: theory yeah. I had during the finale. Like, do they ever, when there's a vote and everyone's decided, Aubrey's going home, it's definitely going to be Aubrey. Do they ever come up to someone in a confessional and say, Pope, If you were going to vote someone else, who would it be just to get them to say an alternate scenario? Or do they actually get real... Because sometimes it seems like people are just throwing stuff out there that's never going to happen, and they're trying to make it look like it might.
2: So there's usually multiple ideas going around camp. So I suppose, you know, a valid question could be, are there any other options? And so the person says, well, yeah, okay, so another option would be, you know... So you are really, you're speaking your mind, and I think, so to kind of speak on both of these subjects, I I think a smart, uh, a smart confessional player, smart confessional giver is going to say the things that they know would be good to be used. You know, like, on the Marshall's reward today, da-da-da-da-da-da, you know, or whatever, or... Or Debbie. (laughs) Yeah, I think, uh, and that's something I didn't do very well. Um, Because I was just so tired and hungry, I never. Uh, I felt <laughs> like, like.
0: So how are you I feeling today, couldn't... Michelle? You're like, well, I'm still tired and I'm still hungry. So I have nothing <laughs> else to say to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how remind me how much how much time do you spend like doing confessionals every day?
2: Uh, it's different. It ranges anywhere from ten minutes to an hour and ten minutes every day. You know, it's it's often
0: yeah is it like they grab you and say hey we want to talk to you or is there like a time during the day where they go and they're like all right guys time for all the confessionals
2: there's a they do it in a mixture of ways yeah. really and i'm not i'm not sure how much i'm allowed to say on the you know things like that yeah but they do it in a mixture of ways like sometimes they'll pull you aside or if you have something to say you just go and say it you know
1: <laughs> no
0: one wants no no i have no one in an alliance anymore who wants to talk to me will you guys talk to me i just need to <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, like, if you need to vent about something... There was a time... There was a couple times I wish I would have gone and vented about some stuff, but I, you know, thought, no, Michelle, you shouldn't, you know, vent, especially on camera, but, you know, okay. like...
0: For me, though, I, I think my favorite moment... You were talking about Sandra. I think my favorite moment was her sort of last stand to Tribal Council, where she tried to just stir stuff up just for the heck of it, uh-huh. and came in, and I can't remember exactly how it started, but she was like, oh, yeah, well, was it Ty? Ty? She's like, oh, yeah, well, so-and-so is going to vote for whoever. And then they all stood up and started whispering to each other and just going mm-hmm. back and forth. That was just fantastic. And like you mentioned, watching her, I actually, if we had to pick, I was going to mention this in a second, if we had to pick an MVP for the season who wasn't Sarah since she won, obviously, for me it would be Sandra because I was just blown away by her gameplay. Throughout mm. the season, like she was so in control of everything that happened, just yeah. Whenever she was <laughs> on camera, basically, she, yeah. You mentioned the sugar thing; she was doing that. She was, uh, she, like, she was talking trash to people, like I'm the best, and then they would still not target her.
2: I know. <laughs> what was up with that?
0: I think she really just proved that she was the greatest when, as as the season went on. So she was my MVP if, if we picked one other than Sarah.
2: That is a good point. I think, well, I, this wouldn't be MVP pick for me, but I think most surprising player was uh, Andrea for me.
0: Mm.
2: I don't know. I, I didn't expect much from her, I guess. I don't know why, but cause I know she's made it far in the past, but I felt like she had a lot of time to make a lot of moves this season and, and do things about it. You know, she won some immunities, and then she used that power to do the votes that she wanted. And, and she think,
0: seemed like she could have been one... One who won the game, if she had yeah. made it to the end.
2: If she had continued to to go the trajectory that she had, yeah, I, no question about it for me.
0: Who were you most surprised by, Ty?
1: Most surprised by, um, or just or just who who you were impressed with the most? I mean, I was really surprised by Brad in the way he kept it together for so long this season. Because you, I mean, you kind of have the the viewpoint of he's like. A terrible person but he held it together for so much of this season until the last episode where he was like being nice to people like a horrible bully again <laughs> yeah and then all of a sudden he's a all-american athlete who runs over people to get the quarterback but hey
0: I told you I my hometown he's on all the billboards Culpepper and Kirkland I just gave them a free mm-hmm. advertisement his law firm and <laughs> on the other end of it I think since it was a game changer season there was a lot of room for disappointment and you know, they're all superstars coming back. And I think for me, the person who was most disappointing to watch was JT. Because
2: yeah.
0: he has won the game before. Did he win twice? He might have won twice.
2: No, he Did won he once. Won? Yeah. Okay.
0: But still, <laughs> someone who won before and came back and just seemed clueless and, like, got voted out w- with an immunity idol, it was just embarrassing performance for him, I thought.
2: Yeah, and you think back, you know, I think... Um... Oh, who was it that said it? Okay, I'm quoting someone here, but I don't know who. So, you know, we saw him win that one season, and the runner-up was Fishback. And then, uh, and they had played as a duo the whole game. And then he played again in Heroes vs. Villains. And I don't know if you guys remember the move he had where he gave an idol to uh, Russell Hance in a note that said, like, Hey, sorry, you're on the bottom of your alliance. Uh, vote out use this and vote out Parvati but actually he had just misread the whole situation and him and you know Russell and Parvati were in an alliance and so he got to keep the idol and his whole alliance and comes out and you know and JT goes home and looks you know foolish that season too and so then he like you said he goes home with an idol in his pocket this time I don't know if it was on Twitter or something but I saw somebody say does this mean uh, JT owes Fishback a million dollars?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know,
2: from a few seasons back. Yeah, that was disappointing.
0: And not to mention, if if that is true, if, if he did sort of luck his way to a victory because he was with a smart person, I, the game clearly has evolved past that where you can't do that anymore. Because yeah. the, the game is crazy now. It's just... Yeah. You know, it's to the point where... Sierra, and no one will remember this, obviously, but Sierra from the first episode got voted out because she tried to strategize. Like, she was like, hey, guys, I think we should vote for this person. And they were like, hey, guys, did you notice that Sierra is trying to tell us who to vote for? Let's vote her out. <laughs> and the game is just like several, everyone's 45 moves ahead of each other and 45 moves behind each other all at once. And it's just really, it's really hard to follow now.
2: Yeah, and it like you said earlier, it kind of made this season disjointed, where everybody thought they needed to make a move, but what that meant to them was don't stick with my, don't stick with your alliance, and that's what you know making a movement to them, and so yeah, it became like you said, there was no, there was hardly a storyline to follow. Uh, it, it was still an entertaining season for yeah. sure, but but it didn't, yeah, it didn't flow and it didn't have kind of a natural storyline.
0: My biggest question now, though, is, is Survivor as we know it over, or is it just a cycle where we'll eventually get back to a point where people are like, you know what, I do respect a simple game, and I respect blah blah blah, or are we so far gone that there's not going to be any coherent strategy anymore, it's just going to be, we have to make a big move before they make a big move, like, is that what Survivor is now?
1: I think that, um, well, that's entertaining, I think, you know, they all edited this season and got to see it. All the tribal changes in the beginning didn't create friendships and storylines, and this whole season kind of felt like it was being played of, like, fear of you're going home. So you felt like you had to make a big move, and I think maybe they'll see that and try to develop, you know, friend groups and stuff more, because there wasn't a solid alliance besides Brad and Sierra for the longest time this season. And I just... I feel like that's not necessarily the the great storytelling that Survivor wants to stick with. I don't know, but I feel like we need to get back to alliances, being able to work together for a while. You know, you pit two teams against each other with a person floating in the middle, not everybody going to everybody and saying, let's make a big move and vote out all the top players, you know, in the middle of the season. You know, I think um, they're trying, they're going to have to try and figure out a way to where people can actually become friends instead of just, votes for you i
0: think we also need to get to a point where this is just a plea to the producers of survivor trust us like we get it how many times this season did we end an episode and say oh the editors tricked us again like they didn't show us that that vote was going to happen just let it be man We're, we we <laughs> get it it's cool like we we appreciate the strategy you don't have to try to surprise us just so we can have a quote-unquote blind side
2: yeah and, yeah, it doesn't need to be an audience blindside every time.
0: I felt like there were a lot of those this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's just my biggest takeaway going forward is, like, just where are we at with this game? I mean, you were out there just the season before. Like, did you feel like it was chaotic? You're constantly making sure you're friends with everybody in every alliance?
2: Well, so, yeah, there is that. There is the, the, you know, part of it, the aspect that you don't really see is that Yes, everybody is talking to everybody, whether or not they show it. You know, they don't have time to show everything. But yeah, you pretty much try to talk and make friends with everybody and then make your best move going forward. Our season was a little bit more cohesive uh, as far as alliances and, and lines that were drawn. It wasn't so chaotic and so flippy floppy. And, you know, there were friendships and alliances that formed in the game that stayed in the game that would not have, you know, I don't think those would have been flipped around until maybe Final Five or something. You know, because there's a point that you're saying, yes, I'm friends with Jay, I really like him, I trust him in this game, he's my alliance, but I don't know if I could beat him in Final Three, so I think I'll be willing to flip on him at Five, or something like this. Whereas in this game, or this season, it was all just, I'm going to vote with him right now, and I'm going to flip next Tribal, and -hmm. then I'll vote with one week and i'll flip next tribal you know it didn't yeah it didn't create those those friendships i wonder i don't know what if like if you win individual immunity you get to give a second immunity to somebody mm-hmm. i wonder if that you know
0: i'm sure knit. they'll try it
2: <laughs> <laughs> knit some um, so it's like immunity and reward which is also immunity i don't know
0: it is i mean we talked about the suri tribal earlier there is a point where you try too much where <laughs> next thing you know Everyone has an idol, someone else has an advantage, and then you can't yeah. vote for anybody. And it's like, yeah. all right, I think you guys might have outdone yourselves a little
1: too much.
2: Uh, what would have happened? What would have happened if Sari had an idol?
1: <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that's,
2: that's what I want to know. Okay, you guys can all go back to camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> I don't even know. I can't imagine what else they would do. I, I guess you'd have to do that.
1: You can do a final four and have nine people on the jury, even though it's not, I don't know. Play up the CBS Final Four, you know?
0: I just, the jury, man, can, can, were you ever angry enough to, like, be like, man, if this person votes me out after what they've said to me, I'll never talk to them ever again. I felt like there was a lot of weird stuff like that.
2: (laughs) I never felt that way, but I kind of had the, I think my whole season kind of had, not my whole season, I think most of us had the, the Michaela attitude of, like, no, this is a game. We all knew what we were doing. We all knew what we signed up for. And I expect to lie. I expect to be lied to. They did it. And, you know, there was very few, very, very little animosity. I was uh, going to
0: say, let's be honest, it seemed like your season, everyone just liked each other more than this one. This one, it seemed like there was like, 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 just, just 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 like hatred among some of the people. Like, yeah. Brad, at one point, was like, I will never talk to... Who, who did he say? Uh, I can't remember. He was He was like, I'll never talk to so-and-so after we leave this island. Mm. Um, and, like, everybody on your season just seemed like, oh, man, you guys, this is fun. Look at us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, like, Ponderosa was a fun place <laughs> to hang out, to be honest. Yeah. And, you know, there's still constantly a group text going on from oh our season.
0: Who's um, left <laughs> out of the group text? That's what I want to know.
2: Oh. Some people... More or less than others, but uh, there's but every once in a while you know somebody would be like, hey, uh, do you guys want to you know come out to my place next February and you know <laughs> half of the people are like yeah, and it's always it kind of fluctuates it's different people and like it's kind of whoever can and will yeah. it is really it really is a neat we really did have a special season
0: yeah so spinning it forward, I guess we, we had a the millennials versus Gen X season then we had this game changer season and now we have Heroes versus healers versus hustlers. Yeah. Next season. Which I, I hope they'll figure out a way to shorten that by the time the season starts. Ty, <laughs> wants, Ty wants Triple H, right?
1: Yeah, Triple mm. H. Like the wrestler. He'll be the co host this season.
2: Triple H. Yes. <laughs> maybe 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 just the H sound.
1: Survivor. <sighs> <laughs> Survivor.
0: <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I, it looks like it'll be an entertaining season. I I just saw yesterday they released the Tribes. Obviously, I don't know any of the people yet because they're all new. But yeah. one of the Tribes had an average age of, like, 35. The other one had an average age of 30. And the other one had an average age of 25. So I guess hmm. somehow that Heroes, Healers, Hustlers division wound up doing that. But I think it'll be good, I guess. I I I, I always like the seasons where it's all new people because, yeah. you know, I, I think you're... The the weird gameplay is more excusable, and it, it it just everything nobody's like out out thinking themselves. It kind of just is everyone like, hey, we've watched this, and we're here to play it, and it's going to be whatever it is. And I, I think those are usually better.
2: Yeah, I'm excited for it. I I do too. I like you like the newbie seasons. They're they're more organic. I think we'll see a new interesting ways of playing the game, and hopefully a more cohesive storyline.
0: Because I think your your season was one of the better seasons in the last few years, just because of what you're saying. Like there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of just people trying to figure out what what they're doing and how it's all working. And the and instead of a series of disconnected moments, it was a consistent season with big moments like the Jessica Rock thing and uh, Adam and his mom and everything. And it was just like it, it all was very. Cohesive, I thought, and I'm hoping this will be more of the same.
2: So the characters, I think, are built in that in that first season that you play. You know, we in this last season, Game Changers, um, there was less character development because they weren't. You know, it wasn't so much about them. It was about now. It was just about gameplay. Yeah, and they're uh, like, oh, whereas, you know and... all
0: these people already. We don't need to do any character work.
2: Yeah. Whereas in our season, it was very distinct how Adam played versus how Ken played versus how Jay played versus how, you know.
0: Yeah, and And Ty, you alluded to this before, but starting with Three Tribes, I always think works better for character because when you have six people that they're like, let's show these six people for five minutes, it's much easier to get to know those six people than it is if it's like, let's show ten people for five minutes. So I I think that often works better in, in that aspect, too.
1: Yeah, I did see someone try to make an argument this is sort of just a rebranding of blue-collar, white-collar, no-collar. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, I don't really know all the professions. Heroes are like firefighters and policemen and teachers and healers or yoga instructors and doctors and hustlers like or like the business world. So, you know, they're not... I'm interested to see how they get along uh, after a merge happens, but I don't want them to do like three merges and unmerges and things like they did this season. I kind of want the people to become their unified groups and actually let them play.
0: That's what you're saying. Just let them play, let
1: them play, let them have the wrestling challenge, which we haven't seen for a few seasons where they just, they sit on a floating dock and you have to push people off. That one's always fun.
0: Or the ones where it's like, all right, we're going to send all of you out at once. Somebody go get a ball and bring it back. (laughs) And then it's just, people just fighting it they might have done that in your season didn't they
2: i don't i don't know it, it was exactly but
0: yeah i think it'll be exciting we'll we'll probably take a take a few weeks off unless we can get some uh some people from this season to come join us it might be a little harder with they're all returners but we'll see mm. we'll see what we can do it's been really fun doing this this whole year uh, ty you have anything you want to close on
1: no, I mean, it was a it was a really good season. Uh, I wish Ty knew how good of a game he played. I'm always going to plug for Ty. I think I love that little man. And I had a lot of fun doing the podcast. Uh, we had some guests come back, and that was a lot of fun. And the season was good. Sarah was a strong winner. So I think that's all I got to say about that.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's all we got. If you've listened all year, that's that's a wrap on Season 34. The game has officially been changed. <laughs> Come back and join us again. We'll we'll have some more guests. We'll have some more fun. We'll have all kinds of stuff. As long as Survivor goes, we'll we'll go. Who knows how long that'll be? I, I'm I feel like we're probably. I think it's safe to say there are less years of Survivor left than there are in the past. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see what happens. And thanks again for joining us, Michelle. We're always glad to have you here.
2: Yeah, it's fun.
0: We will catch you guys next time on the Foxworthy Podcast. Ah, uh, bye.
2: Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>
0: Foxworthy Podcast.